Georgina Terry. Welcome to another episode of Tea Chatter. Today we're talking to four very neat women, all over 60 years old, all very avid cyclists. I was inspired to do this podcast by emails I get occasionally from older women who are continuing in the sport or getting back into the sport, and I thought, well, there's a lot of good information to share here. So my four guests today are, first of all, Sandy Tunzing, who is a tour leader for Bike Vermont, Judy Tyner, who is a retired university professor from Southern California, Carolyn Creason, uh, still a very active runner, triathlete here in Rochester, New York, and Sandy Patla, an environmental activist also from Rochester, New York. I hope you'll enjoy this. This was a lot of fun to do, and I think you'll agree that these are four very neat women that any of us would love to go for a bike ride with any day of the week. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on this conversation. We've got people here from California, Florida, from Rochester, and I really appreciate your taking the time out to do this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun talking about the title of this podcast, Over 60 and Going Strong. And I know all of you personally, and I hope that I can go as strong as you are going today <laughs> when I'm your age and well beyond, because it's pretty amazing. Um, let me just start. I'll throw a general question out, and anybody can pick up on it. Um, have you all always been avid cyclists? Is this something that's come from childhood, or did you pick it up later in life? When did the bug bite and you knew that this was it? It was a life sport for you. Um, well, this is Sandy in Florida. And I always liked to cycle. I didn't do a whole lot when my kids were growing up. I have four sons. But when my youngest son graduated from high school um, in 1988, that was when I took it up seriously. Um, and that was the next year was the first year I became a bike tour leader. So um, I love it, obviously. I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, you know, it isn't hard on your body. I've cycled with people who are a lot older than I am, so I'm kind of hoping I can do it till I'm maybe 90. Yeah, I think cycling is neat because it's a very kind of equitable sport in that sense. You can enjoy it on so many levels physically. It uh, It's like it's saying, come on, you can do it. Whatever pace you want to do it, it's it's up to you, and I think that's great. Well, and actually, since you mentioned that, Georgina, um, my husband, who's 71, um, has Parkinson's disease, and last because he loves, we love bicycling so much, and has done it for so long, he bought a um, a, ta- a a recumbent um, tricycle, recumbent uh, trike. Yeah. Uh, and this is allowing him to continue bicycling, uh, even with his disability, which isn't that bad yet. But um, so even if people think they they might be, not be able to use a two wheel bicycle, there are wonderful trikes out there that are 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 built for road bicycling, not the old fashioned trikes that you see in um, Florida in the uh, communities. <laughs> Uh, but this one is faster than I am, so it, it, you know it's it's wonderful to see how he does he goes. But um, so how I got into uh, bicycling when my when um, my my uh, first daughter was one year old, Jake and I bought 
couple of three-speed bicycles, and we'd bicycle around with her on the back and had another daughter, and we bought a tandem so that we could bicycle, but we weren't really hooked yet. And then we decided we'd ride from Fairport to Schenectady, which is where my parents lived. And, and how far away is that? Well, it's a little over 200 miles. Mm-hmm. And we um, took our daughters and our car to my parents and came back here and rode a bicycle there. And that was about 1972. Um, and I think that was what really hooked us on it. And then we took our, we figured if we could do it, our daughters could do it. So when the biggest ride we took with them was when they were 9 and 12 and we bicycled in um, Nova Scotia with them. We left our car in Bar Harbor, took the ferry over and a train to Yarmouth, or to uh, Halifax and bicycled back to Yarmouth 70 miles a day. So, um, but, so we've been doing, we bicycle to Florida um, and we do this in 100 miles a day, you know, not think anything of it across the country and um, we just keep, we keep doing it and it isn't something that we ever even think about not doing anymore. It's just something that we have to do because it's so much fun and it's the way we we take vacations every year and go to lots of different places and it's it's the best way to see an area and get to know really the the area that you're visiting because you can um, uh, relate to the people more when you're on a bicycle than if you're in a car and uh, and just get a feel for for the countryside and and the your surroundings. So um, uh, bicycling isn't something that I even consider giving up, no matter how old I am. I, I can second that. Carol and Judy, how about you all? Well, I guess I was, uh, this is Judy, I was bitten several times. But the first time that I remember, I was 10, and I wanted a bicycle, two-wheel bicycle, of course, so desperately. I don't know that I have ever before or since wanted anything as badly as I wanted a bike. And the war was over by then, and it was, <laughs> you may know the, there was a lot of rationing during the war, and bicycles just weren't available. And so, sure enough, Christmas, my after I turned 10, uh, I got my first two-wheeler. It was a J.C. Higgins from Sears. Uh, unfortunately, it was full-size. And I wasn't. And how tall were you? <laughs> I I maxed out at four eleven and three quarters. Okay, <laughs> you're not I just want to make it now. Yeah. yeah. So, so when my parents realized this bicycle was too big for me, they wanted to return it for a junior size, and I wouldn't let it out of my sight. So as a result, I rode standing up for the first two years until I could reach the seat. <laughs> and then, of course, teenage years and hit. So I really got serious again in the late 80s. Um, my husband had started doing triathlons, and I liked the biking idea. I tried running, and I wasn't any good at it. Uh, I'm not good at bicycling either, but I'm much more enthusiastic. <laughs> but the size thing reared its head again, and I don't think I can count the number of bikes I went through trying to find one that fit. I had one that was a beautiful dark green KHS. It was 18 inches. And so when I dismounted, I had to be sure that I tilted it or I was going to split myself right up the middle. And I finally uh, (laughs) sold that to a friend's uh, teenage daughter. And so it was about 1988 that I found a Terry-style Bianchi that fit pretty well. And that's when I really got started. Started doing uh, 
day tours, and they used to have some citizen races around here. And uh, I even brought home some hardware, um, mostly because I was the only woman in my age category, but <laughs> I don't usually tell people that. And so we, we uh, my husband and I then started doing some of the two- and three-day tours, and then 11 years ago we did our first week-long Terry tour in Vermont. So, and I'm also an early Terry owner. Uh, my first Terry it was in 1989, a hot pink chrome. I still have it, and I won't give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that first bike. <laughs> that's right. I'll hang it on the wall as art. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I had my first Terry in 1989 also. Ah. It was a very good year for you, Georgina. Yes, it was. Who's, who's back on that. Sandy. Who's speaking now? Sandy. Sandy. Carolyn, tell us about you. You're the, the uh, competitor in this group. How did that get started? Well, that I started about 35 years ago and joined the Rochester Bicycling Club, just as you were. And uh, there were not, there were several women, not a lot of women, and we rode and people said, hey, no women have done a, a, a century in under a certain amount of time. And I said, whoa, hey. So <laughs> it continued. Nobody had done a double century and meanwhile, I was running. I was doing a lot of running. So I did a lot of cross-training with it. And uh, I also am small. So I had uh, my husband custom-build a bike for me, rode that bike, and then I've had a couple more bikes. And I, I tested one of your bikes, Georgina, one of your triathlon bikes. I remember that. that. And uh, we did it through the summertime. I t we tested on that one. Which was a great bike, and uh, but I kind of kept going back to, to the other bike that I had. But what I've done over the years is I I don't do tries anymore. I do a lot of duathlons, which is a run bike run, and I find that as you get older, of course your legs are are tired and everything. The cross training is just terrific, and so I have always stayed with the bike, and I will do heavier riding on the bike than I do for running and if I'm I race usually every week uh running races but I will do a lot of training on the bike and if I can't ride in the winter time I'll snowshoe and go back but my the love of the bike for me has always take it's always the edge off if I'm teaching or something it's just great to get on the bike but also uh, I think it just lengthens your your career as an athlete because of the cross training. I mean, not only can you continue competing on the bike forever, which I still do. In fact, I'm, tomorrow I'm going or Saturday I'm going to uh, some state games. But um, it just helps you in every other every other uh, sport that you're getting. When I played tennis, I found okay, I can. I'm tired. My arms are tired and everything. I can use the bike. Um, and strengthen my legs for for back on the tennis court. So, to me, it's a terrific not only a sport by itself, but it's also terrific for cross training. It's a low impact, um, and there's just no there's no feeling that it, other than being out on the bike with the sun and the wind blowing and you know riding with a bunch of people. So, yeah, it's like being a little kid again. I mean, it is like I get on my bike. Kid. I feel like I just stepped out of the adult world. <laughs> And it's and, and I remember riding with uh, with you, Georgina, and it was kind of like with the bike club. We had a crowd that we rode with all the time. Sure. And so you rode a little longer. Uh, you did more distance riding and everything. But it's it, it was so great that we had this core group of people 
that uh, we knew how they rode um, and were able to do the distances and everything. And that just kind of helped you along to thinking, well, maybe I can't do that, but I know everybody. I know how they ride. And, uh, you know, you ended up being able to do it. Have Have you all seen anything, I mean, just from a physical standpoint, what what's still working as well now as it ever did? What's not working? How do you cope with that? Um, are there ever any disappointments that go along as you continue to cycle when you're 40 or 50 or 60? Is it a, a happy world? <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's a happy world. Um, I am in my late 60s now, very late 60s. And I've been incredibly fortunate health-wise. I don't have any medical problems. uh, And I think a lot of it is because I did start, um, for a while I was a runner, as I said, when I was about 40, I tried running. And then in my late 40s, got onto the bicycle. And, um, you know, I I like to think that I'm still improving. I've started working with a physical uh, trainer and a uh, personal trainer and uh i'm i'm seeing improvement and i can outdo some of the um some of the younger women that i see at the at the gym and that's very satisfying <laughs> uh i know i'm never going to uh, uh win any world records but as long as i can keep improving on getting up hills and on distances uh, and as long as I can stay healthy, uh, hey, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> I find that um, the older I get, of course, I'm not as speedy as I used to be, but I'm always impressed with my stamina. Uh, I can ride a long time. I can go all day. And when I get up to Vermont in the summertime after having spent the winter in flat Florida, um, I'm always amazed that I can still get up the mountains. Mm-hmm. I count that as a really good sign, mm-hmm. and I keep it, hope it keeps going on that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I find that uh, I'm definitely slower. For, for time trialing, 20 years ago, your time trial times are just not the same as as they are now. You still have your stamina, but even for running, 35 years of running, you can't maintain the the level that you had that many years ago and i think the same thing with the bike the great help is that bikes are lighter so you're uh you're going faster and everything but people who have i think have been at the sport at on a competitive level for a very long time i have noticed the drop off and so we kind of commiserate and everything and but the great thing is we can still do it and right. we're still going to compete, but we just, for me, it's very hard to at times to look at those time trial times, and I'm doing one, and I might be doing 30, 31 minutes, and I remember 25, and I just have to kind of get past that. So, I, you know, certainly your, you, you, your stamina is there, but I think that uh, your oxygen levels drop off, as, especially, I think, as you get into your 60s, too. I think it's more significant than in your 50s. And um, so I'm, you know, I'm definitely not at the level that I was 20 or 30 years ago. I can still compete and uh, still take uh, take the women in my age group, but uh, it's still not what it used to be. But that's where I have an advantage because I've never been into it for really for competition and uh, or for speed, and so 
the enjoyment level stays there, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not noticing any any really slowing down since I was never fast to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> now, my husband is a, is, a, is a triathlete and runner, and I know that you know his times have definitely dropped off. He still can take anybody in his age category, but you know you do slow down a little bit if you're a competitor. Right. Well, my husband and I have been been marathoners from well way back when. We don't anymore, but when we started running, we started keeping track of our miles, and then we started keeping track of our bicycle miles, and so every year we try to outdo what we did the year before or at least do as much as we did the year before. And one nice thing about being retired is we have the time and um, we certainly have the incentive to go out there every day and uh, and get those miles in. And today with global warming and, and um, peak oil and all that kind of thing, I think everybody is going to have to be thinking more about riding their bicycles. I just rode my bicycle out here to Georgina's instead of driving my car. <laughs> so, um, but that's one of the wonderful things about being in shape, which bicycling does. It keeps me in shape for uh, skiing, and I like skiing moguls. So the two—that's my cross training along with with walking. I don't run anymore, but um, I, yeah. And the the other thing about about women and bicycling, I really, whenever I see a woman and and she talks about buying a bicycle, I always say you really need to try a Terry bike because mm. there's nothing more comfortable than a Terry bike. I, and I met Georgina one day at Bob and Ruth in Naples, and she took one look at my what I thought was my wonderful transcontinental bike, which I, the year before we had just ridden across the country and this had a seat that tipped forward and handlebars that were all padded up, and she said, you look like a candidate for one of my bikes. And I went and tried it, and uh, it was, it was I, want, you know, I wondered why I hadn't found this years ago because it was the most wonderful thing I'd ever tried. And uh, women really need to, to get on a bike that fits them well. And um, Georgina, you did a, you did an awful lot for us. <laughs> well, thanks. And luckily, women have a lot of choices these days. I mean, certainly, I love it when people look at our bikes, but there are, there's a lot of good good stuff to choose from. Yeah. Well, I, I think another thing too, Georgina, is the saddle. That has been a huge transformation for women. When you think back to those hard Brooks leather saddles, and uh, well, I still have one of those. So. <laughs> I, and and I have I have your all your saddles on my bikes and uh, I, it's like night and day and and once you get to that when the slit came in uh, that was wow yeah uh, but I mean I think that's a, and that's a lot of women have have taken up cycling simply because the seat is more comfortable I so many of them uh, years ago just said I can't ride on these saddles. So I think that was an, another huge thing for women. Yeah, and it's it's surprising with the bicycle how sometimes such simple little things like a change right. of a saddle or a position of a handlebar mm. can be like night and day. Yeah, and how that bicycle bicycle rides. Mm-hmm. And also the, women's clothing. We well, were riding yeah. with men's clothing. Think about that too. When you came out with um, women's clothing, that's a huge change. Um, the wonderful sport ride in blue jeans. Yeah, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Done that. <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
Well, a lot of what you you all have been saying, it sounds like you you've been active in cycling for for a number of years. What would you say to the woman who is is in her 50s or in her 60s who hasn't really done it since she was say in her 20s, but now the kids are gone, she's retired. She's thinking seriously about getting back into that sport, but then she's saying I might be too old for it. What would you say to her? Oh, you're not too old for it. One of my favorite stories about that is actually from a Terry tour. And um, I had a woman who was from Massachusetts, and she just retired. And she was very tentative about coming on the trip. And about two days into it, she said, oh, this is just the greatest thing I've ever done. And I think it was Thursday night when she made her announcement that She'd been saving her money to buy diamond earrings when she <laughs> retired. And she said, I'm not buying the earrings. I'm buying my bike. <laughs> Good decision. And I'm sure everybody got up and gave her a standing ovation. Yeah, we did, as a matter of fact. So... I don't think that you're ever too old to start biking. Um, I have a really good friend who has very bad knees. She used to be a runner. She's in her 70s now. And uh, so she had to quit running. She just couldn't run anymore. And I kept saying, well, you need to go ride a bike. And she said, but my knees bother me. I said, but your knees won't bother you if you ride a bike. And finally, she went out and bought a bike, called me up in utter amazement and said, you know, when I'm riding my bike, my knees don't bother me. (laughs) So I think that maybe, you know, we all have ailments that might not manifest when we're on a bicycle. Well, I might point out to to this hypothetical woman, uh, in February I did the Tour de Palm Springs. It's a huge um, day ride. brings out, I think this year, 7,000 people. And I was just doing the 25-miler. They've got it all the way up to a century. And I was talking uh, to a couple as we waited to start, and the woman told me that 10 years ago uh, she had done the race across America as a as a relay team. And uh, she looked, I thought, maybe in her 50s. It turns out she was 78. Wow. And I would point out to people that this woman, she was trim, she she was taking me on the hills. <laughs> I passed her once. Uh, but that that if people in their late 70s can still be out there bicycling uh, up hills and having a wonderful time, you're not too old. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, I now, think a lot of uh, – there's a woman I was riding with yesterday. She is 52, and – she took up riding two years ago, and she is having the time of her life. Now, she has decided to race, and so she gets a big kick out of the fact that she's the oldest woman out there for uh, these these all-women bike races that she's doing. But she absolutely loves it, and she can only remember when she was young the clunky bike, the upright handlebars, the whole thing. So she has she has also seen the big change in the comfort level and completely sold. She said, "Who would have thought that I would have picked up cycling at 50?" She is uh she's into other sports and she just absolutely loves it. So, uh I think because of the type of sport that it is, you're never too old. My mother 
is 90, and she still rides her bike. No kidding. That's wow. fantastic. Yeah, both my parents are 90. Now, they live in flat Florida down there <laughs> in Jupiter, but that that's what they do. And they she has ridden her whole life. Uh, the only thing that she just never got adjusted to were those men's cycling shorts that I wore. She thought they were very unladylike. <laughs> she Does she have a Terry a- Scort now? <laughs> She, pardon me? Do Does I? she have a Terry Scort now? Uh, no, she has her little Bermuda shorts that she wears. Aww. And uh, But she always was horrified that uh, that I looked like a guy when I rode my bike. You know, that was, those clothes, they weren't ladylike. Well, you know, that that's kind of an interesting point to bring up. I remember the first time I, I put on Lycra cycling shorts in front of my father, and he was just aghast that I was going to leave the house <laughs> looking like that. You know, and, of course, it, I never thought about that. But but you start to think, I mean, I wonder if there's some women, older women, who might be thinking of going to the sport, and maybe they're put off a little bit by that. Well, then so they I'll, should go. Then they should order one of your Terry Scorts. Yeah, we should point they out. Because are the, the best. Pushers. They are adorable. Well, I'll tell door you, there's a pushers, lot of yeah. women that uh who are hesitate they've gotten into triathlons and i've since i've been a a a race director i've listened to them talk about it and everything the hardest thing for them is to go out and try on those cycling clothes and they are amazed at how comfortable they are but had no idea they just simply saw the saw people and said no i can't i can't take up this sport because i can't wear those kind of clothes Mm -hmm. and and a lot are, are somewhat overweight and even more self-conscious then. Mm-hmm. Pardon me? As some, as some women who want to take it up in their 50s are, are, are somewhat overweight. That's one of the reasons they want to try riding. But they definitely don't think they're going to look good in Lycra. And, you know, in in talking to Georgina, last time I saw Georgina, she was telling me that she had these uh, plus-size clothes. And mm-hmm. she's doing great, in, right, Georgina, in selling yeah. them. And and that's what says to the larger women, I can still do this. I don't have to look like a sausage out there, that there's clothes that will actually fit me and I'll be comfortable in. Yeah, and I think it's 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 we want to encourage all women to ride. Right. And and yeah. having the knickers and the capris uh, that have the padded liners and that, uh, uh, as well as the skorts, because some older women, I think, are even a little hesitant about skorts. They just mm-hmm. don't think their legs look that good or whatever. My, but the skorts come is, in different lengths. That's a nice thing about them. So right, you, you can right. cover up all or some of your leg. But bicycling, I mean, for people who are a little bit overweight, um, what better way to lose weight and get in shape and not put stress on your joints exactly. Than, exactly. than with a bicycle? And my husband and I do, every morning we go out for breakfast. I mean, that's, you know, we get up really early and we go out early to avoid the morning rush hour and we go someplace for breakfast. Um, I I don't know whether that's defeating the purpose or what. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it depends upon how many miles we, we want to get, how where we go for breakfast. But, um, I mean, that's a, you know, people could, if, if women wanted to get together and go have, meet someplace for coffee, there's, there's always, you can always find an excuse to go someplace on your bicycle. Um, but talking about people and age, there was a wonderful man around here who was my idol, Clyde Glover, who was 88 when he died, and um, he would bicycle in the summertime, and he had a, a winter bike, when, and he bicycled in the wintertime if there wasn't enough snow for cross-country skiing. 
I mean, he just, you know, he was the kind of guy that you you hope to be when you're his age, 88 and and older. And there's no reason why women can't do the same thing that that man um, did to to um, influence us. You know, I mean, there's no reason women can't be the um, the trendsetters and the role. And but you, the role you know what I think too. I think there is a lot of women entering the sport in whether it's recreational or competing uh as they get into their 50s i think that they've uh, they've retired uh their kids are grown or what but who would have thought now here i am i'm 64 years old there are more women in my age group running competing in the 60 to 64 age group than i ever saw in the 55 to 59 and when I do these duathlons, I do these national, there are women that are 70, 75. And in California, it's huge. Oh, it uh, is. And, and, uh, and it really seems, if you take a look at the scale, the younger women aren't in it. They're not in these, these various sports, the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds. You get to 45 and you start to see it pick up. 45, 40s are, are pretty heavy. But I've seen, it, just in the past five years, a huge change. I figured at 60, okay, 60, you must be done. And then I said, well, I'm okay. So I guess I could keep, and more people came in. Now well, I'm think, looking at women who thought they were going to be done at 50 and saying, I'm still around and I'm okay at 56. So I think there's a, a big influx of, of older women coming into the sport. Maybe that's because they aren't doing it when they're younger because they're so busy right. working and taking care of a family. Um, I, I agree, and I think that also better education, see, realizing that you know you need to exercise, you need to get out and, and ride the bike or go for a walk or ski or whatever, whereas before people just, they just, in my neighborhood, nobody did anything. They went inside in the winter in October and you saw them in April. And now everybody's out. So um, I think that's been a big change for women, uh, coming to the sports later and stronger and smarter. Smarter, that's another thing they are. They're not, they're not ready to go overboard. They're, they take it a step at a time. Um, a group of them did two years ago, 60-year-old women, they, they rode across the country simply to publicize the fact that you can be over 60 and still active, and I think there were six or seven of them that did it. Well, the Woman so, Tours uh, group does their Southern Tier ride every year, and it's for women over 50. Mm. Uh, I follow their blog each year and read of their adventures, and I think the oldest person that they've had on one of their tours has been 75, and the average age is, uh, I think, close to 60. Yeah, and it's, there's a group of uh, each year they take 30 women to do that, and um, they're they're pretty impressive gals. You know, I'm sitting here listening to everybody. We're and we are old, over 60 women, but isn't it sad that it's the women when they're in their 50s who are getting into the sport when really they should be getting in into it when they are continuing it from when they started as as uh, adolescents or well, younger. You know, one thing that might happen because of that, though, is they become great role models. And now we have women who are in their 20s or 30s saying, hey, 
I might as well start doing this now too. This looks great. So it might have that effect, Sandy, of of making it more of a life sport for people. If she can do it, I can do it. Syndrome. Yeah. Well, yeah. And but also we the parents should expect more from their kids. When I think about when my kids bicycled through Nova Scotia at nine and twelve. And, I mean, 70 miles a day, you know, we just figured if we could do it, they could do it. And I have a <laughs> granddaughter now who's nine, and um, and uh, we were hoping, I mean, last year she put 100 miles on her bike, when on a new bike that we got her when she was here for the summer, which is not a whole lot. But um, I don't, you know, and I talk to other parents, and they really don't expect that much from their kids. But bicycling is such a... A wonderful lifetime sport, and if you get into it, you realize that if all you have to do is get on your bike, and you have all day to get where you're going. Uh, I think it depends on the area. In our area, we're very urbanized, and I think a lot of parents are afraid to let their kids go out and ride. Uh, right well, with them, the neighborhood with... is fine, but yeah, surrounding our our little area, uh, all of the roads are four lane roads, mm-hmm. and this uh, is California. Yeah. You're you're California, this Judy? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, we live in in Fairport, which is which is very we're very close to um rural areas with really good roads and great uh shoulders. New York State, we're really lucky in New York State to have such great roads with wide shoulders and and little traffic in the Finger Lakes area. So, very fortunate. you know. Well, you know, because we I had think a bus- lot of the country the problem is finding a place to go ride. Exactly. Uh, my youngest son lives in Pensacola, and I go over there and go riding with my grandson. He's six. And we're lucky simply because they put in a development next to where my son lives and never built any houses in it. So we have blocks and blocks of roads to go on. But Well, you know, our, our club years ago, uh, when we first joined, we had our young children ride with us. Some had uh, some road on the back of the bikes and everything. My three grew up riding with the club, and there were other ones. And then they got to a certain point. They probably were about 13 or 14, and they had other interests. And at that time, there wasn't soccer. It wasn't traveling soccer. There wasn't a lot of that. But the kids got into other things. Now, some of them got into competitive cycling. And that is a very that seems to be a really short lived sport. Competitive cycling on on the junior level. And uh now the bulk of it the the people are really in their forties and up. But our club really we would have these family rides, eight, nine, ten miles. We went through the city of of uh, Rochester and we would pick the times. That was another important thing. And but I haven't seen that with the club. I've gone back to riding with the club and kids, and, uh, and kids can do so much more. The first right. time we ever took our young, first we had to wait till our daughter was seven, and we went on a 40-mile bike ride when she was seven. Oh, <laughs> I wow. think I can't believe it. She was falling asleep on her way home, <laughs> but she did it because we figured if we could do it, she could do it, you know. And <laughs> and yet, and and it was a family thing, and it's a wonderful thing to do as a as a family and to keep doing. As your but don't you think they might be over? The kids and the parents are so overprogrammed. Yeah, that well, if yeah. you listen, if you listen to these women who don't compete, you know, who'd like to compete and everything, everybody's coming and going with all of their sports. And so, where can bike cycling fit in? You know, where well, can going? That's a good, a nice little bit of scheduled family time together. Right, right. 
you know. Well, and I, I just wonder if they just do. everybody's so burned out they just don't have it. You know, this is it. We're sitting in the car and we're going here, and this is our family time. But that's a huge thing that I I don't see uh, anymore. And around here, I'm out in Webster, um, very close to Fairport. I never see anybody out with their children on bikes. A good thing for us grandmothers to do. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes. Take yes. all we our grandkids out and get them into yes. cycling. Oh yes, we keep we keep them in new bicycles and and moving up into bicycles, and we keep, as soon as they can go out someplace for breakfast, <laughs> we drag right. them along with us. We our daughter from Atlanta comes up here for the summer, um, and uh, and bicycling is is a big thing because it's a big thing with us. And I I'm looking forward to the day, Sandy, when we take them all to Vermont for a wonderful or we we could go down the Finger Lakes. But um but still there's something special about Vermont. I don't know what it is. There but is. you know, I've cycled various places in the world mm-hmm. and me people too. who are on my trips always ask me, Where is your favorite place to cycle? And I've ridden cross country. I've mm-hmm. been ridden in Canada. I've been to mm-hmm. New Zealand. Yep. And my favorite place in the world to cycle is Vermont. It's Vermont. I know. It's just there is something about Vermont. There is. Part of it's the people. Well, the people. They're, they're and, generally courteous to bicyclists, which yep. is refreshing. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and, and the towns are close together. There's right. always a bakery in every town. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and a Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> or Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> right. And all the, and whatever goes up comes down. And they're all, there aren't, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of places. The John Frieden book tells you where the flat roads are if you don't right. want to go on hills. It's a wonderful place for, for and it's especially nice place for um, retired people to go for bicycling. Oh, absolutely. For, you know? Yeah. You know, you, Definitely. you, you bring up a, a, an interesting point. Something I was thinking about is is the woman who's listening to this and saying, that's it, I'm taking up bicycling, but she doesn't have anyone to ride with. But now we've just given her some ideas. What a great way to 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 learn about things, to go on an organized trip with someone like Bike Vermont or to join a local bike club. Or, or, just, go your, out on, or go, just go out by yourself which, and you'll meet somebody. Good, but, some people sometimes may be a little bit nervous, you know, about going out by themselves because right. they're not sure they really know how to shift all these gears or do mm-hmm. that. But but it, but there really are lots of ways to find people, even if it's a grandchild or a child or mm-hmm. a tour or whatever, uh, to become self-sufficient and really excited and learn more about the sport. And nowadays you can go online and actually find yourself a bicycle riding partner. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, where I live, I'm so far from a big city that I don't have that option, but I know I've seen the listings for Tallahassee and Pensacola, and there's always people looking for somebody to go riding with them. So. Yeah, and it could be, um, I, I, hate to, I hate to bring this up almost, but for the woman who's just starting out, it might not be a good idea for her to go out with her husband. <laughs> go ahead, bring it up. Riding a lot. <laughs> she might beat him. <laughs> uh, she might, yeah, and then then that might even be worse. Oh golly! But but husbands tend to um, know how to bicycle and right. tell you what gear that you tell you when to shift and things like exactly. that. <laughs> that you probably just assume they didn't tell you. You can and, and they can fix your flat tires too. That's well, that's yeah, that's, that's a plus. <laughs> I plan the trips. My husband changes his tires. <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband and I 
go out at the same time. But he is a stronger writer than I am. And as I improve, so does he. So we're going to stay that way. But we have a couple of places when we do our favorite ride where we are going to meet. And we say, you know, are you going to go this way? Are you going? To, which loop are you taking? And we meet at one place and we sit there and we drink our Gatorade and we eat our Power Bars and we talk about what we've seen along the way. Um, but that way we both enjoy it. I know he's out there. If I've got a problem, he knows I'm out there. Uh, we try taking walkie-talkies, but it doesn't help when you're in hills. And um, But we're out there at the same time. We're both having fun at our own pace. And you know, um, Judy, I have used you and Jerry as an example many times on bicycle trips when I've had couples who the husband feels he has to stay with his wife. Right. And it's obvious he's just miserable. And she's miserable because he's pushing her. Right. He's waiting at the top of the hill. Right. And as soon as she gets up there huffing and puffing, he takes off like a jackrabbit. Right. And, uh, yeah, we... So I've, I've brought you up many a time. We've agreed that a tandem is not in our future. Ever. <laughs> Probably wise And the, the marriage would suffer. And this way, we both have a wonderful time. <laughs> well, you know... Um, speaking of things like that, my, my husband and I, um, this is Sandy in Fairport, my husband and I have always been very compatible riders. Um, and, and I've always ridden in the front because I don't like riding behind him because I couldn't see what was in front of him. Yeah. And now that he has his, his uh, recumbent trike, I, I felt like I, I had to protect him, so I'd ride in, in back. But his trike is so fast that I can't keep up with it, uh, except on a hill. I'll catch him on a hill. But um, he's so fast on the flats. Um, and so if he, if women are, are older women if, or whatever, are hesitant about riding a regular bicycle or they don't know whether they want to have a road bike or, a, or um, a mountain bike sort of bicycle or cross bike, maybe they should really consider uh, uh, recumbent or a recumbent trike because it certainly my, my husband with his Parkinson's disease would, would have trouble and would fall with his bicycle right. when he would yeah, get off it or with stop. Any balance issues. Yeah. But this help. this is really very safe because he can stop on a hill or, you know, he won't fall yeah. over. So, um, you're probably a little bit jealous of some of the things he can do now. But I can't keep up with him. Yeah, he can stop on a hill, and I pass him, and I say, hey, no, I'm not stopping until we get to the top of the hill. <laughs> but he rides, he ride, now he rides in, in front, and uh, and I have to catch up with him or he slows down because his little trike is so fast, which is wonderful because it makes him feel good. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, and that's what bicycling is all about. It's just one great big feel good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. what it comes down to. I think that's why we all do it, and why we all want to do it for as long as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And and no matter what we have to do to change our equipment or our lifestyle or whatever, by gosh, the bicycle is going to be foremost in our lives no matter what. And that's just the way it is. The it's the kind of feeling that you hope everybody could have because it sure is nice to love something this much and to mm-hmm. have it give so much back to you for mm-hmm. so little in return. Mm-hmm. A little oil, a little air in the tires, and that's all it asks for. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Well, this has been a great conversation. I've I've just enjoyed being able to talk with the four of you all together in one place. That's that's a special treat for me, and I'm glad that you've had the chance to meet each other too. Maybe 
maybe one day we'll all join Sandy in Vermont on a Black Vermont tour. There you go. Good idea. Continue this discussion again, and we'll invite all of the the people we know who are 60 and over to come and ride with us. (laughs) That'll be even better. (laughs) Name the date. (laughs) Sounds like a good plan to me. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Thank Thank you, you, Georgina. Georgina. Thanks, Georgina.